Gracious God, let these words be more than words. Give us the spirit of Jesus. Amen. Well, today is our once-a-year celebration of the end of the church year. Today we celebrate the end of the year. It marks the last Sunday after Pentecost, the last Sunday in our biblical cycle. And next week we will begin the first Sunday of Advent. And so today, as we wrap up our cycle of Scripture, I want to consider our relationship with the Bible. Today we've heard different Gospels all concerned about the work of Jesus. We've heard different hymns and we've sung along and we've been moving our way through the life and the teaching. But in that last reading from Acts, we hear the people surprised that this word can speak to them, even in their own language. And today you might have noticed we listened to different translations of the Bible. Normally we just read the NRSV here at Holy Communion, but all of those ones that we heard from are authorized for use in the Episcopal Church. I think it asks us to think, what is our relationship with with scriptures? Many Christians boldly claim the title literalist in their approach to scripture, and most of you know I'm not one of them. For example, I don't believe the writers of the Hebrew Bible were attempting to give a counter-argument to evolution. The book of Genesis was never meant to give a geological date for the earth. The questions of our scientific world are not the questions held by the people who developed the scriptures. It's fruitless to try to argue against science with the Bible. That doesn't mean we should lay the Bible aside. The writers of scripture held important questions, theological questions. And the writers of that first chapter of Genesis included a refrain in their creation account. We read that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And God created light and saw that the light was good. God separated the waters from the sky, the dry land from the sea, and God saw that it was good. God put forth vegetation and God saw that it was good. God created the sun and the stars and saw that it was good. God created living creatures and saw that it was good. And God finally created humankind in God's own image. And God looked on all that was created and saw, indeed, it was very good. 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 Very good. Most scholars now believe that this story was written during the Babylonian exile. The people of Israel were living in a strange land and hearing strange stories about creation. And Babylonians believed that life on earth was an accident caused by warring and capricious gods. Human beings were a sideshow to the more interesting melodramas of the heavens. The gods liked to mess with people by sending floods and famines. The refugee people of God begged to differ. No, God intended our creation, they said. God saw that we were good, even us refugees. The earth is good. The sky is good. The people are very good. God intends us, delights in us. We are made in the image and likeness of God. Today, the world can seem a little capricious, maybe especially to refugees. Famines and floods are still commonplace. 
Still today, I wonder, does scripture tell us that God created us on purpose, cares for us? Can we hold on to the good news that we are created and we are good? The Bible wasn't written to contend with today's science, but there are deep truths in scripture. The Bible also wasn't written for our so-called culture war. We have to face that gender inequality, homophobia, and slavery are commonplace in our scripture. That doesn't mean they should be commonplace in our world today. One of the best guidelines I've ever heard from scripture comes from a bumper sticker. The Bible is not a book of directions, plural, but a book of direction, singular. We may not find exact data for our modern quandaries, but if we read the overall arc of the Bible, we can hear the deep rhythm of scripture that still rings true. God creates us, God loves us, God yearns for us to be free to love God and one another. You all know that I read a lot of Archbishop Desmond Tutu's writing. There's a sign out front made by one of our members, Laura Chapel, of some of Desmond Tutu's words. Well, Archbishop Tutu likes to tell a story. It's really a joke about the missionaries who converted his people to Christianity. It goes like this. When the missionaries came to Africa, they had the Bible and we had the land. They said, let us pray. We closed our eyes. When we opened them, we had the Bible and they had the land. (laughs) But he says, don't underestimate the power of the Bible. He said it would be impossible for him to imagine what life would have been like for the black community during apartheid without the Bible. The Bible was the story they returned to for hope, for direction. Using the Bible, they came to the governing regime again and again, and they said, let my people go. Don't underestimate the power of scripture. Today, as we come to the end of our cycle of readings, I invite you to consider your own relationship with scripture. Maybe you're like me and you're not a literalist. Maybe for you, parts of the Bible aren't asking the same question as science or history textbooks. Maybe you need some footnotes to explain the biblical moral code. I know I do. But can you still hold scripture with reverence? Can you still let these ancient stories inspire you, breathe life into you as you work for justice? I have a sense that in the years ahead, we're going to need this Bible. Amen.